this is definitely a moment of silence. But not being silent if you know what I mean. It's nothing like stopping right where you are. I'm stopping right where I am and saying, God, I thank you. Your word never fail. Your word never, ever fail. Your word would never return to you void. It will only be accomplished the way you send it, God. Sometimes you just want to yell like you on a mountaintop. Lord, I thank you for keeping me. Lord, I thank you for spiritual development. Lord, I thank you for preparing me. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for loving on me. During this time of transition. Transitioning from glory to glory. And if you look at your life, you don't have to look back far. You can look back at the things that you know God has taken away from you. That was never supposed to be a part of me or you. Regarding anything, any place, or anyone, Lord, I thank you. Taking a moment to say, Lord, I thank you. A lot of times we talk a lot about the things that we go through. But I want to take this time to talk about the one who's responsible for seeing us through it. You too good not to mention. You too good for me to try to be quiet when I have a voice of triumph that needs to give forth a praise and come into your gates with thanksgiving saying, Lord, I thank you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. I thank you that you've given us your only begotten son. Your only, keyword only, begotten son. Thank you that my life is not what it used to be. I don't feel the ways I used to feel. I don't see things the way I used to see. I don't encounter things I used to encounter. I don't believe the things I used to believe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. When I used to drive my car, I would pull over sometimes quick because I'm filled with so much thanks that causes so much praise. Then I got to pull over on the side of the road. It been times I've been in a restaurant. I gotta politely excuse myself and go in the bathroom and close the door. Having a voice of triumph, not saying you're ashamed to praise in front of people, but you just have that praise that you know that you have. And it's always 
always during a time where people and wherever you are, where I can be, you know, seems to be very quiet. Going according to the plan in that specific place. And we don't want to be loud and out of order. Sometimes God will have you just to, you know, praise right where you are. No matter you in a library or not. His presence hits you so heavy, you have no choice but to praise. And there are times when you excuse yourself and still bring forth that praise. The devil try to shut up our praise. If he could kill us, he would have long ago. But we still here. I can easily say take a couple of seconds to think about the things that God has delivered you from. Think about the troubles he has brought you from. Think about the ways of an escape that he delivered you out of the hands of your enemies. But I want to focus attention on God and his goodness. We just want to say thank you because you're good and we're glad that our God is good. I'm glad it's only one God. It's just like having a parent who tell you to, when you come home from school, sit at the table and write. Just write. And you usually used to go outside and play. Get your homework done, you're going out to play. But for some specific reason, your parent is so serious about you coming home from school, finishing your homework, and then you start writing. And you listen to your parent. But you're like, why well, I got to write? But you do it. And you keep writing. For a whole week. It could be a whole month. No matter how long it is. You obey your parent. You may be crying, writing, upset writing. Because you want to go outside and play like you used to do. And that parent is serious. Come in. Do your homework. I don't have any homework. Okay, well, start writing. Why well, I got to keep writing all the time? Then all of a sudden, you go to school one day. And here goes a teacher. I need you guys to take out your paper and your pencil. And I want you to write a 300-word essay about any specific topic. And you ace it with flying colors. Because you were doing what at home? You were writing. And that's how God is with us. We don't have to understand. We don't even have to try to comprehend. But let me throw this in there. When we come alongside with him and know his way of thinking and know his ways of doing things, we begin to see why God has us to do the things that we do beforehand. And it won't be troublesome. It won't be uncomfortable. Because we are aware that development is connected to this. My spiritual development is connected to this process. The best in me 
is being revealed due to this process. So let me enjoy, go all out for God and his kingdom. Because we only get one chance in the earth, one time, to be exactly who we are. On earth as it is in the kingdom. And sometimes we want to do things, we want to possess, and God like, not yet, not yet, not yet. I know you're ready, I know you're ready, and almost, almost, not yet. Come on, keep on, keep on, you got it, you got it. Come on, don't give up, come on, come on, come on, come on. There you go, there you go, there you go. That's what I want to see, that's what I want to hear, that's what I know. Come on, come on, come on. You got this. Sometimes God may say, wipe your eyes, you okay? Come on, come on. I know what happened, I know what's going on, but greater am I who's in you than he who's in the world. Come on, come on, I got you. Your future is brighter than your past. Come on, come on, come on. Make a joyful noise instead. Sometimes God may even say, maybe next time, maybe next time, maybe next time, maybe next time. Somebody say, you want to go to the beach? Maybe next time. You want to go on this cruise? Maybe next time. You want to go out to dinner? Maybe next time. Because God is working on something. He's showing you how to become trustworthy on what you have. Because what we do and what we have, it positions us before God if we are ready for the next level in that specific area or not. We cannot receive a financial breakthrough if we keep spending before we get the money. God will have us to do exactly what we want to do. And when I had that nine to five, I had specific stacks of stashes. One for tithes and offering. That's established first. Here goes the priorities of the home. That's next. And I made everything for I was in food and washing and all kinds of expenses in the home. Okay, even the members in the home. Okay, there that goes. And we all got a little stash for us. And our stash is the smallest stash. Because we don't like to shop and spend much. We rather save. A pair of shoes here and there or a new shirt here and there. And this is what God did to Quenisha Janice Hood. He took every stash. Title by title. You're taking the tithes and offering stash. Taking the stash away from you and the priorities. No more sections. Now you have no more income that you have to come on your own due to a nine to five, even though I blessed you with that job. But now all you have is trust in me. 
Now I'm going to provide things in your hand. Now I'm going to see what you're going to do with our place in your hand regarding any stash that you used to have. Okay, here's the new stash. Tithes and offering. Expenses. And what's the other stash? Father, whatever you have me to do. See, he used me to take the attention off of me when it came to the money I was bringing in. It wasn't no stash for Quenisha anymore. Quenisha's stash became God's stash. Father, what do you want me to do? And I'm going to tell you like this. God is so amazing. So many times God would say, take some out that stash and go buy you some shoes. Take something out that stash and go book a flight and go to the beach. It's on me. Just enjoy being in my presence. And God began to see how trustworthy we are with his money. Because everybody has different stashes, different accounts, different CDs, stocks, bonds. You understand? And there's nothing wrong with it. But hold it loosely. Because at one point in Quenisha's life, I was invited to do different things. And I would say, you know, maybe next time. I can't just take God's stash and just spin it on me. Maybe next time. And God won't say anything like, go ahead. He leave it up to you to make that decision. Maybe next time. You want to go do this? Maybe next time. And you can't look at the outside Regarding the natural way of doing things. Can't look at earthly realities. Can't look at earthly resources. Because God is doing a work within you and a work within me. Building up our trust in him that we become more trustworthy to be used by him. In order to be trustworthy, we have to learn how to trust God. There are some people are saying, not yet, <laughs> maybe next time. And God may be saying that to you like he said to me, maybe next time, not yet. Hold on, wait, I know you're ready. I know you want this. I know, I know, I know you want to do. I know you want to go, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm doing something. Just stay with me. Just continue to stand fast. Count it all joy while you stand firm. Just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't give up on your God. Faint not. Don't waver. Hold on. I am ready and willing to perform. Just hold on. I'm up to something good in your life. Hold on, Quenisha. Hold on. I know that you seek me first. I know you're seeking me first. 
And that's what he's saying to you as well. Now everything being added unto you. And if you know like I know, just a small dose of what I know, he's not going to always use you to put things in your hand to bless you. You are surrounded by opportunities for people to bless you being sent by God. But we got to get rid of the mentality. I'm straight. I'm good. I know you good because our God is good. And he's that good that he sent me here to you to bless you good. So receive this blessing. Don't even think about if someone's going to use it against you. Don't even think about the old world way of anything because Satan trying to use those thoughts to rob us. It don't matter if I throw my face where I did. No, you didn't do anything, but I thank you for being the vessel that God chose to use because when you bless me, he bless you. Thank you. But you didn't do anything. You can't do nothing of your own, neither can I. Just thank God that you are the vessel that he chose to use. Because great is your reward for being used. Anyone offer you anything? Accept it unto the glory of God. They don't just accept any old thing. I said unto the glory of God. And Holy Spirit know exactly how to tell us yes and no. Follows in accept or deny and reject. Because everything is not to be accepted for any old person. Hallelujah. In your life, it seemed like God was saying, hold on. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you want to do this thing. I know you're ready to come up out this thing. I know, I know you want the manifestations. I know I created your manifestations. I got you, I got you, I got you. And sometimes our answers was not this time, maybe next time. Then all of a sudden, here comes your visitation that you didn't even see coming. And God was shifted up that you go from saying not this time to now it is my time. Because God going to speak it for you. A lot of times we settle for less and God say, no, you are the best. And everybody on one accord when it comes to God's best and favor. God don't have no favor over me more than you. Favor is favor. God didn't send his son because he so loved Quenisha. God so loved the world that he gave. Some people like to take it personal and say, I'm God's favorite. But you also see yourself as God's favorite. Don't look at anyone's outer exterior, outer appearance. And compare that with how you going on with the inside of you. And what's going on on the inside of you due to your development to receive what God has for you outside. A lot of times we say, 
I'm not there yet. You are with the one you need to be with. You are already there. We need to know that we are at the destination. We are couriers of heaven. Couriers of God's kingdom. That is our habitation. We're currying our final destination on the inside. So if we keep looking and striving to get somewhere we already are, we're not going to see where we're currently standing with him. So if you can't receive where you are right now, it's, there's no need for you to look further into the future. God giving me a dream last night. I was in a room with two other family members and they are a lot older than me. And we were all in our night clothes in one of the members' house. Me and two other women in my family, in my bloodline. They're older than me, much older. And one of the family members say, I'm waiting for a package can you go get it for me? And I was excited. Of course I'll go get your package. It's like when we have good news of my sisters in Christ, we be so excited for each other. Even the brothers with the sisters, of course, but it's nothing like a sister preparing for this or receiving this promotion in this area. And you're happy for your sister. And the brothers are happy for his boys. Like, that's what's up. I'm happy for you. And you and the girls, you know, we're more emotional sometimes than men. You're like, oh my God, you know, that's what's up. And that was my moment in the dream with my family members. Let me get this package for you. Yes, yes, we're so happy. And when I grabbed the package, the address she told me to look at is correct. Everything matched what she said to look for for to come to her, the package. But the only difference was it had my name on it. <laughs> and I was like, huh? I'm not expecting a package. I'm not expecting a package. I said, that'll be some type of mistake. But who gonna mistakenly write my name? <laughs> My entire name. So I went in the house and I quickly shared it with these two family members. Especially with the one who sent me out to get her package. I said, your package got my name on it. <laughs> I don't know, but it's my package. And then the other family member, you know, jumped up and said, no. It's whoever name is on the package. That's who the package belonged to. I said, but I didn't expect one. <laughs> and the other family member that was expecting the package was like, how can this be? I'm waiting for something to come to me. It's the same address and everything, but it just got your name on it. You're sure that's not mine? And the other family member that's older than both of us was like, no. It's Quinesha's package. 
And I'm like, you know, we got to check again. Are you sure? <laughs> and then everything on the package changed. The address, the sender information. Everything that posted had some type of writing. It had the word home. Sent to home. Coming from home. Address home. H-O-M-E. I was like, home? And they was like, what are you waiting for? Open up your package. I opened up the package. And what was in the package became the atmosphere. And it was like Valentine's Day. So much love. So much showering of blessings. So much loyalty being presented to me. It was chocolates and, you know, all kinds of gifts. It became the atmosphere. Where does it say this came from? Home. Who was the sender again? Home. And where is our home? The kingdom of heaven. It was very, very intimate, powerfully, very tangible, very sacred. It was all about Quenisha and that package. I went from picking up someone's package, happy for them to seeing my name on it. Not saying that family member not going to receive her package, I mean her package or her breakthrough, but it just wasn't hers coming that time that was being delivered. And I wasn't even expecting it. I wasn't expecting anything like that. And God say, every good thing come from above. Can't nobody, won't nobody do for you unless I grant them the favor to do so. Every good thing that you are encountering and experiencing is because of my goodness, my favor towards you, Quenisha. Just know every good thing that you are encountering is from your daddy, from where you belong, your home. Your permanent place of residence. It became all about me. It was like a, I'm not going to use the word magic. We don't do that. It was like a fairy tale moment. Like that Cinderella moment. Coming from one way of living to a new way of living. God's way of living. Blessing upon blessing. God showering you and blessing you with his favor. There were some times I had to say, not this time. I have to be patient while God is working on something in me. You go right ahead. I'm happy for you. 
and God changed it up in that dream. Now it is my time to deny, to say ever again, no, not this time. When it comes to anything that Quenisha would really like to do. Hallelujah. The devil would try to rob us of our finances by putting attention regarding our finances on the troubles and cares of this world and cause us to panic and take matters in our own hands to keep our attention off of God who already have everything set up for us to prosper. God said there are some people right now who is saying now it is my time and been saying that for some time going beyond their means spinning beyond their means not even seeking first the kingdom making poor decisions financially just to dress up their lifestyles and God said during this time it's a shift they gonna go from saying for those who are doing that this is my time because I say it's my time to now saying, no, not this time. And for those who are saying, no, not this time, maybe next time, it is your time. Those who are last shall be made first. Those who are in the back is being positioned in the front line, on the front line, in the front Because eventually, God going to sit everybody down individually during our walk with him personally to get to know who he is personally so we can know who we are originally. Hallelujah. So it's best to get that done quick. And when I mean quick, I mean first. That's why I say seek me first. Because when you seek me, I'm teaching you how to be like me. So when the things be added, you know how to keep those things. You know the value of those things. You know the morals regarding those things. I cannot place money in your hand without wisdom. If you're walking in fear, just take a second to think about those who went home to be with the Lord just this week. Not this year, just this week alone. Who have hovered over their money for a rainy day or for just to save up to they fill donate where they need to be to enjoy it. And it's no longer in their possession because once they depart their body, they enter his presence. And that thing that they can naturally see and touch has withered away out of their possession. God don't want us to have no cares of this world. And that's why he said, cast them all upon me. You got to have 
the audacity to say if it happens to me because God wanted it to. But I don't mean just sitting there seeing if God going to come through for you or not. There are times where it's out of your hands and it may look like you may lose that place. Lose that job. It's out, it's nothing you can do. But when you just put your trust in God and say it doesn't even matter what happened regarding it, I'm still going to prosper in all that I do. Because whether my body tell me that I'm being demoted and I'm trying to panic or not trying to panic, my spirit is telling me that I'm being promoted because all things work together. Now, I'm not saying be out here being the cause of things happening by spending money where not need to be spent. And not paying for things that need to be paid for. And when the notices come, we get upset and call on God. When he put the money in our hand, we decide to do other things to please our flesh with it. Every good deed that you have ever done has never been lost, say if God. Listen. Every time you bless somebody. Every time you offer somebody a ride, every time you pick up the phone to call somebody, every time you ask them to need anything from the store, any time that you put money in somebody's hands to help them, trust me, it's documented. Dead and tight. In the eyesight of God, God records with his vision. And he just showed us what he recorded with his vision by giving us a vision. And add to the vision. And many of the times he responds to us and relates to us and commune to us while we are sleeping. And the only reason why is because the flesh is resting. He has more access to freely move because we're out of the way. Good, you're asleep. It's like having a newborn child who's busy. <laughs> Want to crawl around and, you know, at first, you know, that child when it's born, it's still. It's not able to crawl around yet, nor move. But you got to carry it around. Then you're thankful to have those high chairs and, you know, those cribs and rocking chairs that they have now. So many things they have now. Now they're crawling around. You got to get things done. Put them in the little things that that's created for them to be anywhere. You can supervise them and you understand. You can keep an eye on them at the same time. They're not roaming around outside of your sight. Then here goes the child walking now. Now you got to, you know, limit things in their reach. You understand. Just so you can get things done. And now you teaching that kid. On what to do and what not to do. And they're listening. Now they're able to sit down and watch TV or write or color or draw while you get things done. Then they get older. Now they're helping you. Now they're assisting you. Mm. Giving you ideas based upon how you raise them. 
that you bless them to be a blessing by teaching them in a way to respond. And they coming with you with, you know, words of counsel. Helping you now. Giving you words of encouragement when you need it. And that's how we are with our daddy, God. Went from milk to solid food. He always used things in the form of growth because it has to grow. Be like children. You want milk. You're not on solid food. Had his son to come here in the form of a baby. Had us here. But Adam didn't come in the form of a baby. God created him as a grown man. Mm. <laughs> so when him and Eve conceived, they seen a baby for the very first time. <laughs> I'm telling you, wisdom is so sharp. Wisdom will have you pinpoint something so simple that you didn't even look at. Because <laughs> I didn't even look at it like that ever. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and he goes, God, some things come by fasting and praying. Hallelujah. This is the last day of my fast. I didn't have to tell, you know, people I was fasting. I'm not the person to be, you know, so deep that, you know, it's forbidden to speak about it. You know, it's just not, if it's not to be mentioned, it's not. If it's not the topic of discussion, then it's not to be mentioned. I just left the grocery store. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was at the store with my mom. And she, you know, she's not aware I'm fasting. You want some of this? I'm okay. <laughs> that don't sound like you. <laughs> you don't turn down no food. <laughs> and guess what? Because I stuck to what I said. And that's what God wants us to do. Don't change our mind. If he say it, and if we say it, it must be. If we're like our father, he doesn't change his mind. Every word is a promise. Why? Because everything he say, he do. That's why we're slow to speak. Don't speak too fast. If someone asks you to go somewhere, don't speak too fast. Because you don't know what can happen within that time. If the Lord's will permit. As of right now, I don't have nothing planned, but things can change. And I feel so good saying that. Because there have been times when things show up that was more important than me saying what I was going to, you know, do. Many times I was found unfaithful with my word. To the point it really hurted people's feelings. It really hurted people's feelings. I did this because you said I went all out for you. You never showed up. You said you was going to do something. Why you change your mind? And it has them to feel like you have all the right to change your mind. 
without being mature enough to let them know beforehand that you have changed your mind before the day of or hours leading up to. And when it comes to our weaknesses and our strengths, it's not to compare and compete to dishonor one another. It's for iron to sharpen iron. Your strength may be speaking. My strength may be, let's say, cooking. Just giving examples, throwing them out there. And someone may say, oh, that's your weakness? Oh, that's my strength. And then start looking at you differently. Because now they see themselves above you because of your weakness. And God wants us to stop doing that. That's why many of us don't confess our faults now. Because we're afraid of someone looking at our weakness and have that to determine our honor. Hallelujah. For a long time, my weakness was fasting from food. Because growing up as an Israelite, even though God has pulled me out at the age of five, I still was under that adult supervision that was there. So I had to be there, even though I wasn't there. And we fasted a lot. And I mean a whole lot. I fasted in my mother's belly as a fetus. Came out as a newborn. Different days still fasting. You read about the Israelites, the children of God. They fast a lot. And I grew up fasting so much. And then they wait to sundown when the fast is over and make this big feast. Remind you, you didn't have nothing on your stomach all day as a kid. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old child. And give you this big plate and you eat it all. And all this food just sitting in one spot like dump. And before that, you're so hungry, you're not even showing the food. You're just swallowing. Goom, goom, goom. Jesus Christ. Is this the way to live? One day I got bold. What are we fasting for? I was hungry that day. What are we fasting for? Oh, we already have that. Let us eat. But I couldn't say that. I would have been sacrificed in that place. <laughs> and after you eat that food so heavy, you get washed up and you get sent to bed. On that full, heavy stomach. So I grew up. I'm not fasting. No, I don't fast enough for this year, next year, this life. Generation upon generation, I don't fast it. For everybody here. It's time to eat and eat well. <laughs> yeah. 
And then there'd be times when God would say, you know, he would bring somebody to ask me to fast with them. Oh, man, I right. <laughs> And as soon as we decide we're going to fast, we start getting hungry. That's the purpose. <laughs> because you decide to fast. And now I'm fasting and praying. But I know why I'm fasting. A fast is for self-improvement. It's not for what Christ has bore on the cross. Because for Christ, I mean, in Christ, excuse me, we live. We rose. Because of him. He conquered it. It's finished. I don't have to fast for something I have a right to. Now, fasting is self-development. Now, you may have a fast to come alongside to use your faith to be aware of what's afforded to you. But the fast is about self-development. It's not for even people around you to develop. It's you. God always comes to us. It's because of your hunger spiritually, my hunger spiritually, to deny earthly food, to come up higher spiritually, being more disciplined, more quickened, more sharpened. Hallelujah. I thank God for you listening. I thank God for you holding on. I thank God for holding you up. Holding me up as we continue on. Greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. I love you.